Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. Today we are reviewing one of the most controversial movies that have uh, hit the theaters here recently. Controversial for not like the actual movie itself. Well, maybe a little bit. But for the marketing and the the things behind the camera that happened. Um, That is the movie Don't Worry Darling, starring Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, and a bunch of others. Olivia Wilde directs and um, Chris Pine's in it. Chris Pine is in it. There was a lot of controversy, a lot of cast member drama that really took over this film. And just overall, it's a fun movie to talk about, I'll tell you that much. Overall, though, this movie felt like a disappointment. Uh, the The trailer, it was a great trailer. Yeah. Star-studded cast, looked like it had all the potential in the world, and just like the marketing, kind of just blew up in its own face. Oof. Ty, I don't know what else to say about it. We got anything else to talk about, or we just don't worry, darling, and whatever tangents we go on. You know, that sounds like a good schedule. Let's get into the show. percent of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! I'm not fucking leaving! The show goes on! In the 1950s, Alice and Jack live in the idolized community of Victory, an experimental company town that houses the men who work on a top secret project. While the husbands toil away, the wives get to enjoy the beauty, luxury, and debauchery of their seemingly perfect paradise. However, when cracks in her idyllic life begin to appear, exposing flashes of something sinister lurking below the surface, Alice can't help but question exactly what she's doing in victory great synopsis ty you wrote you should start writing your own synopsis how about that i don't hate that <laughs> i might give away too much in them um i might be a little biased in my synopsis yeah you might but maybe i do maybe i do get my own um yeah i wasn't listening i was looking at one of my posters on my wall um I, yeah you had like a flashlight out yeah it looks like they like misprinted it or something because on the bottom it, there's like a very faint like thing it's it's a marvel comics uh sign 
and it has like the 25 cents thing, but down here, but like very, very, very faint. And you can only see it if you look at it at an angle. I don't know if it got like pressed up oh, against another shit. one or if they misprinted. Yeah, might be worth money. That's why it was at Burlington. I don't know. Fucked up comic um, books are usually worth money. I don't know about fake comic book posters. These are so cool. They should make more of them. I haven't been able to find them in stores in like two years. Um, yeah, so this movie, controversial. A lot of um, drama between Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde's with Harry Styles. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in this. Yep. Wasn't for whatever reason. Was there ever a point where he was actually filming? I don't know. I'm sure there's an article out there probably on like Collider or something where it's all the drama explained. I don't know. I think Collider is actually tech. Um, <laughs> so much drama. And the marketing went into it, and Florence Pugh didn't even do marketing because her and Olivia Wilde had a big blow-up, and one of her agreements to keep doing the movie was to not have to do any marketing. And, yeah, just a lot. Yeah. Variety has a story uh, with Shia LaBeouf about his side of the story. Okay, and there was a video um, that came out with Olivia Wilde, like, going to – and apparently Shia didn't want to do it because of Florence or something and because she sent a video to Shia LaBeouf saying, like, come on, Shia, you know, little – Florence is going to have to learn to grow up or something like that. I don't know. Uh, LaBeouf asserts that he chose to leave the production because he didn't feel the actors were given adequate time to rehearse. Uh, rehearse, not hearsed. Okay. Now, I, I, sh I might need to ask this later, but I'll ask now. Would this movie have been better with Shia LaBeouf in it? Mm. I'll be honest, Ty. While I don't like spoiling my, my scale later in the podcast... Well, I didn't really like Harry Styles' acting in this. Yeah. I don't think Shia LaBeouf, you could say, would have been guaranteed to be better, if that makes sense. I just don't think he could have played, like, this dapper – you know what I mean? Like, there's a look yeah. to the role, and yeah. Harry Styles has the look. 100%. He just didn't have the acting ability. <laughs> now, there is a point um, – aggressive spoilers. It's always spoiler reviews. Yes. There is course. a point in this film where Harry Styles looks tore the fuck up. Shiloh would have been would have been good in that scene. He would have nailed that role because yeah. he looks like he stinks. <laughs> um, he does. I I'm surprised. I was blown away that they got Harry Styles to look like that. Yeah, because he looks so clean and dapper. Yeah, um, all the time. So I I'm I'm not sure how they would have cleaned Shia LaBeouf up to look that like a '50s husband. Well, if they made Harry look that bad, maybe they could have. Yeah, I, I'm. Shout out to the the makeup team on this because everyone looked wonderful and then everyone looked terrible when they needed to um this movie is actually not getting that bad of audience score it's got a 78 percent on Rotten tomatoes audience it's got a 38 tomato tomato i said that weird and we talked about last week how this was a movie they would remake in 30 years and would have a cult following i don't know if they remake it mm. i i i don't know if they remake this i yeah. could see them repurposing the concept the, the concept instead of 50s maybe it's 20, the 80s or something um and i can oh. definitely see this getting a cult following ty even though i spoiler didn't love the movie yeah no i i said that last week before seeing the film um now after watching the, the movie i feel so much more strongly about that i'm so confident that there's going to be a select group where they're like this is a fucking masterpiece you just don't understand it <laughs> and 100% this concept is going to be tried again, different time period, different twist, but the same premise. And uh, I, I for sure am looking forward to watching this movie again in 20 years, directed by someone else, starring someone else. I, uh, I, I think this movie has already been done. Maybe this is a remake. You know, a remake of, like, I don't know, The Matrix. 
or Bliss or Big Time Bliss vibes. Any simulation movie that like did Olivia Wilde just come out of a time machine from 1994 and like she's like I have this idea about a simulation. Yeah. Um so much more cool if it's not a simulation. Now, I actually did see on Twitter that um there's a movie that's pretty much very similar to this. Uh Don't Worry Darling similar movie. I don't know. I don't remember the name of it. It was just a picture where the crawdad scene. Just kidding. It's not that one. Um, <laughs> oh, God. What is it? It was something about, like, I, I'm not going to be able to find it. This is bad radio. I should have been prepared. Um, but it, I guess it was very similar. So I don't know how. Did know. the Don't Worry Darling twist rip off Black Mirror? No, it wasn't that. It was like a movie that was called, like, The Wipes of Something Street or something like that. The Wipes of. The Wife's of Something Street or something. <laughs> Don't worry, darling. Rip off. Um, Black Mirror. It's all just about Black Mirror. Yeah, it seems like it ripped off an episode starring Jesse Plemons, um, notably starred in uh, the really shitty horse movie as the bad acting brother who almost won an award. <laughs> yeah. Don't like Jesse Plemons just for How that. about, what about, uh, he was good in Judas and the Black Messiah? That he was. That he was great in that dog shit in what's the name of that fucking the horse movie? Power of the Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Love how the horse movie has a different animal in the name. <laughs> is that it? Or is that was, oh, no, I thought yeah. you, were, you had more to say. I found the movie, by the way. What is it? The Stepford Wives. It is a, it, I guess it came out in the 70s, but they remade it in 2004. It is a satirical feminist horror novel. The story contains concerns joanna eberhart a talented photographer wife and young mother who suspects the submissive housewives in her new idyllic connecticut neighborhood may be robots created by their husbands oh kind of similar kind of not exactly but kind of well i'm trying to see um just had big time metaverse vibes yeah Uh, in this which i feel like it I don't know, man. This movie, I think the big thing with movies like this and how you really piss people off (laughs) is by setting a lot of stuff up and and teasing a lot of things (laughs) and like, oh, like, how is this happening? How is this happening? Like, oh, like, you know, I wonder what this is. I wonder what that is. And then when your payoff is we can do whatever we want because it's all fake. No one's going to like that. Yeah. I... I don't know what other ways they could have done fake. I feel like they could have done quote unquote fake. I don't know. The whole simulation thing though. Like here's an idea. Pills. Make it a drug company. They're all working for a pharmaceutical company. It's like this dystopian, like fucked up world. And they take these happy pills to where it feels like they're living their dream lives and everything. But in reality, it's just this dog shit town and everything's fucked and they can't leave because the rest of the world is all fucked up. Nuclear wasteland. Exactly. And they're just this one surviving thing. But, you know, nothing lives there. The food they eat seems like it tastes good, but it's actually just like fake fucking powder and shit. And it's just fake reality. And they're all just high on happy pills. Think about this? Yes. about this beforehand? No, I've been thinking about this movie a lot. That's such a better twist. Yeah. I would have liked that so much more if you just find out, like, oh, the reason they don't want you to go out there is because you'll fucking die from radiation. And you're trapped in this victory because they're the ones who survived. Yeah. Like, so much better than, I don't know, he's an incel. He stays at home all day on his computer and you're in a fake world. 
Yeah, I was talking to Riley about this, and she was because I was telling her like the simulation just you know so many it's been done so many times, and it's just it's it's tired at this point. Yeah. Do this in 1998, everyone's mind would have been blown. But this is like yeah. not an original twist in the slightest at Again, all. Fucking Matrix. <laughs> like, not um, only is it not original at this point, it's so overdone that that's how you get shit scores like this is by doing something. Yeah, that's been beaded into the fucking ground. But she was like, "Well, yeah, but like, you know, it, it was like a message towards like incel culture and everything." And I was like, "Okay, so did Olivia Wilde just make a movie to kind of like say fuck you to the?" the Twitter trolls and everything for being incels and, you know, not respecting women like cool. Fuck them. I agree, but it doesn't make it a good movie. Not saying Riley, Riley didn't like it, but you know, yeah, just cause Olivia Wilde wanted to send this message to all the fucking incel, you know, whatever. I, is that like an actual word people use as incel, whatever? I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, that doesn't make it a good movie and it's just, I don't know. Like it's not even like, it's like setting things up. Yeah. But there's just so many loose ends in this film and Chris Pine's character and why, Harry Styles is getting promoted to this new role and why he challenges Florence's Pugh's character and like, oh, I've always, I've been waiting for one like you. And then he gets killed by his wife at the end. Like, what gain does he have in this? And then she goes to the fucking headquarters and she touches the screen door and, you know, like something happens and she just wakes up. Like, so are you just assuming she got out of the simulation? Then he like re-fucking drugged her up into it. How do they explain that he even got her in the fucking thing in the first place? Um... I don't know. And then they take her to the doctors and like, it was a cool scene. Like that's where I, I was like, Oh fuck. Like when they did that scene where she was at the doctor's office and like, she was the one getting operated on. And then it transitioned to her being the doctor. itself. Yeah. I was like, Oh, we're about to be in for some sick ass shit. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was like, okay. Like, is she a doctor who hates her life with Harry Styles and she's imagining everything in her head and like, blah, 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 whatever. No, it was just like a, a way to show what real world was. They had my interest peak for a second, I'll be honest. You know, I was I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was locked in, and then it was not only was it nothing, it was just like a, I, I don't know. Let's it, explain the twist at the end by doing this, you know what I mean? But, like, she gets quote-unquote fixed by the doctors, then she goes back to the house and just instantly breaks down again because she hears the same song she's been singing to herself this entire time anyways. And then that makes her break out of the re- – I don't know, man. It was just <sighs> – it There's, felt like they they wrote half of this movie and they didn't know how to finish it, so they're just like, oh, let's do a simulation. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is it's like so many cool – like y- you said this um, before I watched it, after you watched it, and mm-hmm. if someone would have asked you what your score was halfway through this movie, <laughs> like 30, 40 fucking points higher than the final score. Yeah. And that's because it does such a good job of setting stuff up and piquing your interest and creating this this you know mystery of what's going on. And then it's just the worst execution of reveal that I've I've seen in a long time in a movie. Yeah. It's so bad. It's it's such a good first half and just such a good setup that's all for naught because the ending is just dog shit. And, like, weird shit happening. Like, that's not even explained. Like, when Florence Pugh is on the run at the end there trying to get to the fucking the screen door again. Yeah. Um, the fucking lights explode. In the, in, why? why? <laughs> like, why the fuck did they explode? Why did the plane crash? Yeah, like why? What was that? It's a simulation. That wasn't like a real world. There was nothing outside of that. Why was there just a random plane that crashed? Why did the wife lose her child? You know, like the the initial yeah. wife. Why did they take the child away? If child children aren't even real in this fucking place. And like she was quote unquote going crazy, but she never like. I don't know. You think she would have just said like, "Hey, I fi- I figured out we're in a simulation." Like she just kind of spoke in these like proverb 
proverbial, you know, bullshit and everything. And then she kills herself. And yeah, I don't know, man. Why did Gemma Chan kill Chris Pine? I don't know. It makes no fucking sense. It does nothing for the story. It makes no sense why, oh, it's my time now. Because someone found out. Other people have been finding out. You've gotten rid of other people. What the fuck does it matter? Why do guys die for real and women don't if it's the exact same simulation? <laughs> I can't tell you. Because incels. I, it, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Because they're the ones taking care of them, I guess. They have to log off. I don't know. It makes no fucking sense. It's terrible. It's dog shit explanation. Oh, yeah. I, I. It's just, it's so convoluted and so just. Why were? Why did she grab those eggs and they cracked and nothing was in them? That's I don't like know. A, like what was just a glitch in the fucking system? I. I guess so. Maybe. Were the red suit people actual people or were they programs? Programs. Then why was she allowed to just walk up to it the first time and exit the program? No fucking questions asked. And then the second time it was like all hell broke loose and the whole city was after her. Yeah, I, I don't fucking none of it makes sense. Not a single they had a bit. party. I don't know what the party was about when she got smashed into the window in the hallway. What was that about? See, that's the whole thing. It was like it was supposed to be like her mind was going crazy, I guess. But like. Again, are we just supposed to assume, like you said, those are all fucking glitches? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. What did she get on the uh, doctor's file when the doctor came over and she stole it? Mm-hmm. And she found out shit about the neighbor? Yeah. Well, well, it, was all, it was all blacked out. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's it. It was all that, and it was just like, ah, nothing. They never, uh, he never wondered, like, hey, where did my file go either? Yeah. I just mostly the thing that pisses me off the most is the whole Chris Pine element to this. The whole elevating Harry Styles. That whole scene. That whole fucking scene. He got a promotion. They don't even work together. There's no reason to throw a party and promote someone when you guys all log off and go to your real day jobs during the day to pay to be in this simulation. He's part of the leadership committee. So I guess you could say in the. But why? Because he was taking care of Florence Pugh because she was crazy and she was questioning it all. Because you brought in someone who realized all this shit was fake? And, again, why is he so enamored by her? Why was he tap dancing on stage afterwards? <laughs> who even is he? Is Chris Pine an incel? Why didn't we get to see him? I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. Like, Harry Styles is a good-looking dude. You can make him ugly. I don't, I don't buy that they – I think there was a scene of showing Chris Pine, and they're like, fuck, he's still too attractive. <laughs> I don't think you make him ugly. Maybe. I don't know. He looked kind of fake in the pressers. I feel like he looked ugly in the pressers. Really? He's an aggressively attractive man. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I I just... it, it There's just so many whys and not enough explanations. I was trying to think of like a witty um, statement, but I couldn't. I also... I love how the whole thing is we don't have any money. Um, You're going to have to pick up extra shifts and everything. We don't have any money. And his solution to that is to then make her never work. (laughs) And somehow he just got the money and now spends all day in his fake Yeah, because he goes and he has to go work a real job now. Yeah. (laughs) What is that? You couldn't get a real job before. 
And they touched on something that I thought was like an interesting thing. Like the one wife wanted to be in the simulation because she lost her fucking kids. Yeah. WandaVision. No, big um, time. But like, okay, touched into that a little bit. But I didn't know that was also Olivia Wilde until yep. afterwards. Yep. So I don't fucking know, man. There's. Do you want to get into the plot slash story score, Ty? Yeah, let's talk about it. This movie just it's fucking something. It is. It is. What did you give it? You You start me off. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. All right, Jay. Uh, don't worry, darling. Plot slash story. Again, I, I feel like a whole lot of this has to do with first half versus second half. I think yeah. the plot and how it progresses and everything in the first half is actually done like very, very well. I, I think the buildup, the pacing, the small reveal here, small reveal there works so good until you get to the payoff and the big reveal and the ending. And then you realize that a whole bunch of shit that they set up was was for nothing. And all of that like stuff to pique your interest and, and whatnot was was for nothing. It, it, just, it led nowhere. It made no sense. They put in scenes of like Gemma Chan stabbing her husband that just it felt like it was there for shock value and had no reason to yep. happen. Yep. Um, so it's – I'm very – I con- honestly think and like I'm all for like, you know, go women and everything. Like I'm not saying this in – jest i don't know what the right word i'm saying like i think that was supposed to just be like a woman kind of empowerment move which great but it doesn't make the movie good let's explain why that makes it woman empowerment you know what i mean yeah like show me some stuff on the outside and why she wants to be controlled and how chris pine like won't let her yeah i I just i give it a six um i also gave it a six (laughs) i i i want to give it credit for what it did and what it set up but also like it's hard to because it didn't execute exactly like usually on a story like this you have that first half where it's you know you're going down this windy road and shit branches off here shit branches off here and then it all collides at the end well this one like a couple of those roads that branch off just drive straight off a cliff (laughs) they don't ever come back around you don't ever see like and it's cool how it starts quote unquote red herrings either like someone who likes this movie might be like oh it's a red herring no it's not to keep you to keep you guessing so you don't know what the answer is like oh the answer is just a dumbass simulation the most generic yeah. answer ever which so, i definitely probably could have guessed if you just told me like a red herring is really good when you have some other like really cool explanation and explains why this didn't yeah. actually lead to what you thought it was going to lead no nothing happens with a lot of the shit that they set up yeah and it feels like the resort on peacock show i liked a lot but then know. you said you didn't like that last episode yeah no way 
At least it's not a simulation. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. The okay. resort is not a simulation. Thank God. Because <laughs> that's just, it seems. Or a dream. Shit. The other tired thing that, thankfully, movies don't really do that much anymore, I don't think. Where you woke up and it was all just a dream. I honestly, on this movie, if it was just her daydreaming all of this, she hated her life with Harry Styles, I think I would have gave it more points. <laughs> Probably, honestly. <laughs> Compared to the simulation dog shit, expo- like, I think I would have given it more points than that. Yeah. I don't know. I think they filmed this in Palm Springs. It was very Palm Springsy. Oh, Victoria said the same thing. Got those exact same vibes. I know you love Palm Springs too. I fucking hate Palm Springs. <laughs> How did uh, Victoria like this movie? Ty, did she stay awake? So she did stay awake. Nice. Right after the movie ended, she said, "I kind of liked that." And then by the time we got to the car, on talking about it and like me saying, "Well, what about this?" She also hated it. <laughs> wow, Ty. Yeah. Did you mansplain your way into? No, but I was just like, hate it. I was like, really? I was like, well, I, I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. Like, you know, ABC. A, and she was like, oh, that's a good point. She's like, I think I just like the vibes of it. And I was like, yeah, vibes were immaculate. Like the 50 vibes, creepy shit, like really good. Just the payoff shit. Yeah. Um, it was actually filmed in Palm Springs. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Principal photography began in. L.A., October 2020, it was temporarily halted for two weeks on November 4th after a crew member tested positive for COVID, which resulted in Pew, Styles, and Pine being quarantined. Filming wrapped February 2021. Opening sequence was filmed at the Kaufman House. It was the first film to be shot there. Wilde was inspired by its architecture and hung a photograph on it on her wall while working on the script. Kaufman House is in Palm Springs. So I don't know if they just remade that, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um... Yeah, then LaBeouf got fired. He refuted these claims. Said he quit. Blah, blah, blah. Does it say if they ever recorded scenes with with Shia? Um, In 2021, it was reported that LaBeouf had been fired by Wilde over poor behavior and clashing with cast and crew. Elaborating on this, Wilde stated that, as someone who is such an admirer of his work, his process was not conducive to the ethos that I demand in my productions. He has a process that, in some ways, seems to require a combative energy. I don't personally believe that is conductive con- conducive to the best performances i believe that creating a safe trusting environment is the best way to get people to do their best work ultimately my responsibility is to the production and the cast to protect them that was my job i don't know so i don't know you know and obviously it was because pew was uncomfortable whatever so and then wild and pew clashed on set two had a screaming match and then warmer bros executive tony emmerich oversaw long negotiation process that screaming match on set yeah I don't know, man. Olivia Wilde is is. I my opinion on her was good, but the, if you divorce Ted Lasso, yeah, I will. Oh, I forgot to say that at the top of the pod. Like, I'm a very anti Olivia Wilde person. Yeah, I fucking love Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis. Just Jason Sudeikis in general. He's a wonderful did human see, being. Uh, they're in. They're gonna be in FIFA, the FIFA 23. I did see that. Yeah. It's pretty fucking stuff. sick. Ultimate team, you could get their jerseys, and I think you can get Ted Lasso as your coach. That's fucking awesome. My um, uh, my general manager sent out a company wide email today, and it was the quote of the day. I don't remember what it was, but it was like quote of the day, like quote this person from Ted Lasso parentheses Apple TV Plus. It was very uh, what's Michael Scott? Yeah, <laughs> like quote this person, quote this person. Um, but I appreciated the Ted Lasso Wayne Gretzky. Quote. It's take a hundred percent of the shots you don't. You miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Whatever the fuck it is. Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky Michael Scott. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's wonderful. 
Yeah, but I'm anti Olivia Wilde. Yeah, fuck her. The only th- other thing she's directed is Booksmart, which is very good. Wonderful film. But as I brought up with I Riley, smirch that film. Will Ferrell executive produced it. Now I'm not trying to say man versus woman. Oh or anything like yeah, that, the man had a part in it, Jay. She couldn't have Riley, done it without that's him. Kind of how Riley reacted. He was executive producer. Like when you have one of the greatest comedic minds. I'm not saying Olivia Wilde, you know, didn't do her part to make a fantastic female-driven comedy that's actually funny and not cliche and tropey. That's 100% because of Olivia Wilde. But when you have Will Ferrell executive producing a comedy movie, like that's going to help you a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to bring it down. That's for and damn sure. And I think sure. what's his name was also involved. Uh, Ferrell's old right-hand man, um, Adam McKay. So Adam McKay, I think, definitely was. I know Will Ferrell was for sure. So if you think Adam McKay definitely was, I know Will Ferrell was. Then they both were. They both definitely were. So yeah, that executive producers. Yeah. So um, not friends anymore. I don't know if I've told you that yeah. on the pod, but beef over the sucks. Lakers show, right? Yeah, because Will Ferrell <laughs> wanted to be uh, Jerry Buss, and Adam McKay casted John C. Riley instead of him. I mean, this is this is, we're literally watching Talladega Nights, where it's like. <laughs> Much. He's just so pissed off that he won the race. And he's like, what the fuck do you mean he's not my co-star? <laughs> Which I will say, John C. Riley. I've only watched two episodes of it, and I never picked it back up. He's fantastic in it. John C. Riley's fantastic in a lot of things. He's good. I, and Will Ferrell wouldn't have fit that role. He just wouldn't have. He's too dorky. Jerry Buss wasn't a dork. He was like a like a playboy, you know? Yeah. Is that the right word, playboy? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. That shit's funny, though. <laughs> I love that I just made that comparison because it, it's just fucking dead on. <laughs> it is. It really is. Uh, visual cinematography tie. The score that holds up my entire score. Um, still not very high, but definitely the highest. So I'll give you a spoiler alert there. Look, this film was made with artistic vision and artistic intent. Um, you know, it is hard to deny that. There was very artistic shots. I thought the set pieces were really good. I liked the soundtrack. I, I really genuinely loved how they set up this 50s environment. And um, while, again, the acting might not have been great, how the cast reacted to this environment, how they fit into this environment outside of uh, what's his name. Um, just totally out of place. What the fuck's his name? Nick Kroll? Yeah. Yeah. Totally out of place. In this Fucking movie. love seeing him, though. <laughs> um, that was all good. I really liked all that. And some of like the cryptic shit they did, I was like, okay, I like this. But, like, I gave it a 15. I gave it a 15. Okay, let me ask, what didn't you like about the visuals? What held it back for you? Uh, well, there's no VFX, which I've established now in my new rubric that you can only go so high without VFX. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe my rubric is one point. Uh, VFX gets you to that 20. I gave it a 19. Oh, wow. <laughs> this film is beautifully shot. There's so many really, really bitching overhead shots I mean, um, I, and I, different things. I did give this a full 15 out of 15 for non-VFX, so... Okay, so yeah. I, Maybe I need to adjust my rating. No, I'm my look, system. I can separate that this movie, I don't like the story. I don't like how it ended. This was fucking beautiful. Yep. The set design was gorgeous. The the camera shots were gorgeous. Um, like them just cooking the food and everything and like the shots of the plates and shit. And then there's one like overhead thing of like the car. But rather than just like right on, like the car was kind of at an angle. And it just, it, for whatever yep. reason, it stood out to me as like this really fucking cool shot. All of the cars, like, pulling out of the driveway and pulling yeah. away together. Like, there was a lot of shit that looked really, really, really good in this movie. I upped it to a, a 17 tie. Okay. I'll change my VFX requirements to uh, three points okay. for VFX. I'll leave mine at one. 
This gets a 19 out of 19 for non-VFX because it, it really did. It was beautiful. Um, the colors were super vibrant. Everything in this film, like it, it created this atmosphere. Fear. Yeah, um, it, it did. It did very well on that. Yeah, it was shot brilliantly. The uh, you know Olivia Wilde obviously as the director has a role in that. The well, who's like in charge of this? Like set design people and yeah, whatever whatever roles cinematographer. I don't know. Like very attention to detail and like. That's why, like, I, I was shit, I should talk Olivia Wilde for leaving Jason Sudeikis for Harry Styles, and you know I brought up Booksmart, but I think there's potential there. Like, I, I really do. Like, in terms of like, you know, obviously she like the whole drama and stuff isn't a good look, you know, for studios that want to hire her in the future. But the artistic vision was there, and I don't know if she wrote the script. I don't know if she wrote it with someone. The artistic vision was there, but it was just kind of the execution of everything, you know, and that wasn't there. So I don't know. Maybe she could be. A producer. Yeah, I I don't know. It doesn't look like she was a writer on the film. Which okay. almost like gives her more credit in my page. The fact that like <laughs> she did this with that story. Yeah. Um I, I don't see anything else, but I, I think that if this movie is spoiler alert, acted a little bit better by certain things and ninety nine percent is the story wraps up better. Like mm-hmm. this, very, very much could be an a, like aggressive early Oscars favorite. Say that again. If spoiler alert, the acting was a little bit better by certain roles, yeah, and the story wrapped up better. This yeah. could have been a very early Oscar favorite. Oh, okay, yeah, like yeah. super powerhouse, just with the way it was shot, the yeah. build up, the style of movie it was, like everything was there, but how they brought it all together. Yeah. This had the potential to have, like, a leading actress, non best picture, best director, like, a whole lot of shit. And it just, they fumbled the bag so fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some some stuff here. Um, the film was now, oh, blah, 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 bidding war. Um, the original spec script, I don't know what a spec script is. Um, a spec script, speculative screenplays, a non-commissioned, unsolicited screenplay. Okay, so... Pretty much the studio bid for a Olivia Wilde directed movie and then they wrote the script afterwards. No so shit. So Olivia Wilde was like, hey, I'm going to just auction off my services, which fucking power move by her. Yeah. Love that. Um, was So the spec script was written by brothers Casey and Shane Van Dyke. Shane Van Dyke, also known for nothing I know of. <laughs> nothing at all, I don't think, actually. No um, shit. He produced Chernobyl Diaries. He uh oh he performed screen screen honor duties for trans Transmorphers two. I thought you were gonna say was, Transformers two. It but would nope. say Transformers um rip off. It looks like Street Racer, Paranormal Entity, which looks like a Paranormal Activity rip off. The Day the Earth Stopped, which is a direct to DVD science fiction film that looks like uh, it is a remake of uh, so it's a rip off of The Day the Earth Stood Still, and The Silence. A 2019 horror film. Stanley Tucci's in it. Now, is The Silence a ripoff of A Quiet Place? <laughs> I don't think so, because it said it's based off a book. So, okay, a novel. It just seemed like everything was a ripoff, and like a monster movie where you can't talk seems That's, like A Quiet Place. We figured out they literally hired someone who has made a career on like spoofing slash ripping things off. Yeah. And what did he do? He, he ripped off other things. <laughs> Shocker. You get what you paid for. 
Respectfully, Mr. Van Dyke. Um, the screenplay appeared on the 2019 Blacklist. It's an annual survey of the most like motion picture screenplays not yet produced. That feels like something where people read the first half of the script and were like, this could be good, and they never got to the last page. Katie Silberman was brought on to do a rewrite, which became the film's official screenplay. So Katie Silberman wrote the official screenplay. Okay. She has worked on things such as Set It Up, um, Isn't It Romantic? Remember that film? I watched that in theaters. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Oh. Uh, Book Smart. Don't worry, darling. And the Spider-Man movie, a Spider-Woman movie that she's going to do with Olivia Wilde um, in the future. Oh, she also wrote a draft of the 2021 film Tom and Jerry. Not a good film. <laughs> um, and then it just says, according to Wilde, the sinister character Frank was inspired by psychologist and author Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Oh, so they were just taking shots at people. According to Wilde, the sinister character Frank, who Frank is... Um, Chris Pine's character. Yeah. Is... Inspired by Jordan Peterson, the guy who's been on, like, the Joe Rogan podcast and says, like, controversial shit. Whom she described as a pseudo-intellectual hero to the incel community. Peterson rejected the characterization, calling it, quote, the latest bit of propaganda disseminated by the woke, self-righteous boars and bullies who now dominate Hollywood. It was just an opinion, bro. It's not propaganda. (laughs) This is... This is way too much shit here for me with the woke and propaganda. Just make a movie. Let's just make movies, guys. In April 2020, Florence Pugh, Shia LaBeouf, and Chris Bind were added to the cast, with Dakota Johnson joining the next month. Wilde was originally set to play Pugh's part, and Pugh was going to play Wilde's, but they traded roles when Wilde decided she wanted a younger couple at the center of the film. In September 2020, so this is, what, five months after, Harry Styles joined the cast, replacing LaBeouf. In October 2020, Gemma Chan, so they hadn't started filming it. Gemma Chan and Kiki Lane joined the cast with Lane replacing Dakota Johnson. So Dakota Johnson was really supposed to be uh, Chris Pine's wife. Okay. Who dropped out due to scheduling conflict with the lost daughter. That month, Sidney Chandler, Nick Kroll, and all the other people joined the cast. So there's that. I, All of this to say, if she would have stayed with Jason Sudeikis... <laughs> And they become like a directing duo. I think they're a powerhouse. Because she seems like the get shit done director, but like nobody likes her. Jason Sudeikis is the, hey guys, like let's yeah. do a team building. Yeah, Everyone likes him manager. Little good cop, bad cop. Yeah, and I think they could make fantastic films, but she fucked that up. Because I think her, her, like the writing here, shit. Direct, directorially, very good. She's very good. Yeah. In terms of visuals and stuff. Yeah. I, I think, think she deserves some blame for, like, the acting being bad and stuff. Too. For sure. I think yeah. she got a little... Um, she got too a little too enamored by Harry Styles. Yeah, she was I, just watching him like, damn, babe, you're good. I'm like, going to fuck shit out of you later. Exactly. No, yeah. The <laughs> fact that she cast her 15-year younger boyfriend in a lead role, um, she got she got a little carried away, and I think she was afraid to tell him no. <laughs> Does this worry you about him in the MCU? Very much so. Yeah, no. It um, doesn't worry me as much. A, because I feel like MCU, you honestly don't have to act that well. I love the MCU, but that's, let's just that's be fair. And he's not a main, main character, so they can kind of hide him. B, I don't know what they're doing with Eternals, man. Because I know they were like originally going to do Eternals 2, and then that got scrapped. And like they might just scrap Harry altogether. You know what I mean? That might be one of those things where he's in a post credit scene, and then he, he just never shows back up. They're definitely doing Eternals 2. I got killed by everyone not named Tyler Wooten. 
They're definitely doing Eternals too. That's great. You're film. the leader of the Eternals cult. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, it's a great film. I love to see Gemma Chan in, in this film uh, show up. Gemma Chan, it's now two movies with Harry Styles. <sighs> I don't count Eternals. Harry Styles, bad actor. And like self proclaimed. Haven't seen Dunkirk. Self proclaimed bad actor. Really? He said that himself? Yeah, he's like, I'm very much an amateur to acting. Well, he is. He was. But he said, like, I have no idea what I'm doing on set. <laughs> Like he said that. It's. I mean, the guy was a. Uh, he's got a beautiful voice. He's got a beautiful face. But like, he went on the X Factor in England. Got put in this boy band. Yeah. Yeah. He was the most charismatic, and he became the biggest star of the boy band. But like, I don't know. But at the same time, Justin Timberlake figured it out. So maybe Harry Styles can figure it out. Did Justin Timberlake ever become like that good of an actor though? Because I think like <laughs> no. his peak performance is just like, hey, that's no. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> He also hasn't acted in a long, long time. So something tells me he either stopped getting roles or his manager was like, hey, man, you're killing the brand here. Like, are you sure this is what you want to be doing? Love him in Friends with Benefits. Don't want to just besmirch that. Oh, Great he's film. in uh, Palmer 2021. Never seen it, but it, he was apparently in it. So Okay. Um, You know, I've one of his movies I always want to see, the In Time movie. Never seen it. What movie is that? Fucking, like, I, what I've read about this, like, I've heard about this movie is the concept is like amazing, but it was just executed poorly. Talking about "Don't Worry, Darling" too. Ooh, um, yeah, it's the movie where they yeah time is money pretty much. Yeah, thirty-seven percent like on tomatoes. If your your thing hits zero, you die. But like you spend shit and everything to get more time added to your life. Yeah, thirty-seven compared to a thirty-eight on this movie. So that's a good comparison because I have seen this movie and the concept's really cool, and they just kind of don't do anything with it. It's a little different, a little less of a what's going on here. But just kind of like a disappointment. Key elements tie. Look, so this is like a thriller. In time, also uh, Olivia Wilde. Really? Yeah. <laughs> she just acting? Uh, yeah. She's one of the main actresses, though. Interesting. So this isn't really very thrilling. Like, there was kind of a little bit of, like, spooky scenes, I guess, like when she's hallucinating. But, like, never do you feel, like, on the edge of your seat. Um you don't have to feel on the edge of your seat if you if you're thinking and if it's a thinking thriller, but then they don't really execute that part of it at all at the end. Like, as far as I'm concerned, when you're talking about like a thriller, plus kind of like the the guessing part of the thriller, I can't think of a better way to describe that. Like, they're almost like a zero out of twenty if we're just looking at that. Like, it's pretty fucking low. You know what I mean? That being said, I also added in. Kind of like it going with the visuals, I guess, but like kind of like the the fifties kind of you know element and that kind of thing they were trying to build like a period and, piece almost. Yeah, and also you know the the messaging you know towards uh, J- Jordan Peterson and the incel community <laughs> um, <laughs> and everything. So that was there, but at the same time, it's just that's such a small part of the equation. It's just not enough to make up for the rest of it. And I landed at another six, Ty, my second six on the scale, right there with you, brother. Another six. Another six. Okay. Um, I I like the period piece aspect of it. I, I like what they did and created this vibe in the 50s. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I really, really, really liked the setup. And it's not thrilling. You're, like, you're not like your heart's beating like, holy shit, she's going to get caught type thrilling. But more of a thinking thriller where it's what's going to, like, what is this? Why is it doing this? What? How is this? And it just it never fucking pays off. No, and you, you're not going to get credit for having a good setup for nothing. It happens so quick, too. I know in movies it's, like, climax and there's not much after it. You don't want to literally climax at the halfway point. But, like, it's, like, 
I don't know. It's literally like you find out she goes and runs <laughs> to the screen door, and then you hear her <gasps> wake up at the end, and that's it. Yeah. Like, I almost give him credit for not making it too long. Like, I think that ending is actually kind of badass if you just do it right. Where, like, you don't see the aftermath of it. Yeah. Set up a sequel to get those big bucks. But, no, like, because there's movies like this that might let her get out of the simulation and then add another 10 minutes of her finding the leader of the simulation or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, some bullshit. Like, I'm fine with it just ending right there because, in theory, the movie is the simulation, not the outside world. Yeah. But the fucking simulation's stupid. I don't want a simulation. So stupid. <laughs> uh, speaking of climax, Jason, uh, there was a quote that Olivia Wilde created a world where guys never come first um, while having yeah. sex. Yeah. That's just, I mean, this is a fake incel community. I'm surprised women know what an orgasm is in this time. <laughs> That's just a wild quote for what you were trying to create here. In fairness, what are you looking at? You good? I'm just lining this up. I'm kind of ocd a little. <laughs> That being said, she's not wrong. In the movie, Harry Styles ate out Olivia uh, Florence Pugh a lot. Yeah, no, very sexually active couple. Um, what do we get from Chris Pine watching them fuck? Yeah, another thing they just never really addressed. weird. Is just that like, just supposed to be part of the incel? Yeah, she's just like fuck yeah, sex. <laughs> <laughs> Two robots fucking. Let it be. He's <sighs> like, this is the this is the fake world that I created where you can fuck in my backyard. <laughs> I, this is a weird, weird fucking scene. What about the whole kid thing? Because, like, they were like, Harry's like, I want to have a kid, you know, and then, like, Chris Pine makes a big deal about it. Like, oh, like, good for you guys and everything. Yeah. Like, why is that even a storyline? What does the kid have to do with this simulation? I have no fucking clue. I don't get it because, like, obviously the kids aren't real, and if you misbehave, they'll just delete that fucking program. Now you don't have a kid. I don't know. Man. It's one thing to go from like the real world where you had kids, they died, and then you brought your kids back, but to just make a fake child and everyone gets so excited about you having a fake child and a fake simulation, like, hey, be careful. Wanda's gonna come for your ass. Oh, fuck, you're right, Elizabeth Olsen. I don't know, man. Just I, I want to move on to characters what? because real Wandavision vibes here. Yeah, fake world set in you know different time period. Yeah. yeah. Real WandaVision ripoff. Yeah. Fake kids? Yeah. Is Olivia Wilde in the MCU? No. Do you think I she don't know. auditioned for the role of Wanda and <laughs> is upset that she didn't get it? Yeah. She's pissed off. She's like, I'm just going to rip off these. Uh... Uh, no, she's just going to direct the untitled Spider Man. Spider Woman. Moon but that's movie. not even MCU. That's Sony. Yeah. I think she probably auditioned for uh, WandaVision or for Wanda. I'll say it. Characters tie. So I'm I've I've readopted the whole like main character side character thing where applicable, um, in recent okay. scores, to give me a more accurate score. And if I was breaking this down to two categories, I would first start with the uh, lead character, which is uh, uh, Miss Florence Pugh. I don't consider Harry Styles a lead character. That's fair, even though he probably is, but I don't. I think there's. I think she is the lead character. I don't think anyone else can get that role. And look, I saw Ken Jack tweet that he thought it was a bad Olivia uh, um, Florence Pugh performance. I don't know if I fully agree with him. I don't think it was an Oscar-winning performance. I don't think it's her best. Okay. But I'm a Florence Pugh fan. I'll say it first and foremost. Yes, this isn't. What is she in? Little Women? Is that the one she's in? Um, the Oscar quality movie. Um, it mm. obviously isn't that. She's in Midsummer. I don't know. 
she is in Little, little Women. Women she's in Little Women. She's okay. also in uh, Fighting with My Family, the movie about um, wrestling. Oh, she's in Dune too. I'm gonna have to see that now. Puss in Boots, 2022. <laughs> um, look, I'm gonna live. I'm a, I'm a Florence Pugh fan tie, and also on top of that, I told Riley like. I developed a new celebrity crush in this film because Florence Pugh in this movie, Ty. We talk about creating a cult for the movie. I might just create a Florence Pugh cult. I Just a super <laughs> fan group. And Riley got a little upset with me. I was like, Ry, I'm consistent with the girls I like. I was like, you and Florence Pugh, you guys got similar face shapes. You both got the high cheekbones. You look at all the, the women I always say, like, oh, Brie Larson and everything. They got the high cheekbones. It's a cheek, but you're attracted to cheekbones. I think so. Okay. Her acting was good, though. I'm not going to obviously relegate her just to... Her looks and everything, her physical appearance. But I thought she was good. Now, I look at the side characters. Uh, Harry Styles was very bad. Uh, he was good in, like, being charming and stuff. But anytime you needed him to deliver an emotional moment, it was just so bad. So bad. The worst scene. This is another shocking thing about this movie. Like, the worst acting performance was the clip that they released, like, three weeks ahead of the, like, movie's and release. fuck in the car. Is that the one you're talking about? No, of him like, not everyone gets this yeah. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It's the worst acting I've seen in like a long fucking time. And like, that's honestly like, I was expecting that throughout the film and like, that's his big emotional moment. It's just, don't release that clip. No. So bad. Chris Pine, I actually thought was pretty decent, even though his character ended up being a big nothing burger. Mm, I was yeah. like, he plays a, a good, compelling, mysterious kind of villain. Nick Kroll shouldn't have been in this. Um, Didn't really do much other than just like, I don't know though, because he feels like the real big incel vibe to where he just like worships the guy who created this community because he bullied the fuck out of that new guy. That's fair. Saying anything like he's a fucking God. That's actually, that's fair. Um, Olivia Wilde was fine. I gave side characters like a three out of 10, mostly just because Harry, because he's obviously like one B two a whatever. So I landed at a nine out of 10. Um, I'm I'm with you. I'm a huge Florence Pugh fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like her in Midsummer. Um, Never seen Midsummer. Weird fucking movie. Very scary. Not scary, but like mind fuck creepy. Kind of scary. Very that graphic. That was a movie I was supposed to watch in my film class. Very graphic. Never did. Well, hundred percent a film class movie for sure. But like a good one. Uh, loved her in Black Widow and Hawkeye. Loved her in this. Oh, you um, love Black Widow. Loved her you very loved clearly. Black Widow? Loved her in Black Widow. What about the CGI scene of her getting blasted off the ship? Not her fault. <laughs> it's not her fault. <laughs> Harry Styles very bad. Not a good actor. They didn't use him enough, but in the emotional shit, so bad. Yeah. So unbelievable. His accent is just aggressively inconsistent. Like I think they hired a dialogue coach for one day, and they're like, "Yeah, he's good," and just called it a day because it's it's fucking awful. Yeah. Chris Pine, very good, mysterious villain. I, I agree. I like him. He's charming to where you can feel like he would get... Because this it's had full-on cult vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he plays that f- perfect kind of character to where you feel like people would get behind him and listen to him and, and believe what he believes while also playing like a great asshole at the dinner table scene and just like, hey, I know you know something's going on here. Try and make everyone turn on me. You yeah. can't. Like That was a very fucking well-acted scene. Like, I'm, you know... Mm-hmm. It made no sense for the fucking story. Mm-hmm. Um, very well acted. I finished with a 14, believe it or not. I really like Florence Pugh. I really like Chris Pine. Wow. Okay. Harry Styles, dog shit. But I think those two performances are fairly fucking good. Uh, Harry Styles, very bad. <laughs> very bad in this. Weighs it down a lot. But again, this leads me to, if you fix this story, this is an Oscar favorite movie. 
Yeah. I, I think Olivia Wilde's performance is fine as like the kind of drunken neighbor yeah. mom character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I Gemma Chan, just kind of creepy in charge woman, works yeah. well. I think there's a lot of good that could have that came out of this movie. It's just fuck me, dude. Make a better twist. This is why everyone was excited for this film because of what they did good. You yeah. just have to execute all the way, and you, and this is an incredible, incredibly rated. It's a good trailer movie. Very successful movie. Hundred percent. Good trailer movie. Very good. Just don't release the trailer of Harry Styles acting. Just only release the trailer. Yeah, that's because you release the trailer, and but you never release it because the movie's shit. Yeah. And yeah. then people are just like clamoring over this trailer, like, damn, how do we not get to see this masterpiece? Make up some excuse, legal reasons. Yeah. And then you have other studios coming in, buying, paying even more for it. You got some remakes. There we go. Olivia Wilde's career is set if they only release the trailer. None of the drama comes out. <laughs> Everyone's like, she created this masterpiece without ever seeing it. And, this, and Shia LaBeouf kept it from. Yeah. Just lie and say he did it somehow. He sued, said if it was ever released, he'd kill himself. <laughs> Okay. That is an artistic decision he would probably make. Yeah. Enjoyment, Ty. Seems like you might have enjoyed this film more than I did. Why don't you give me your score? Again, if you would have asked me what my score was halfway through this, I said 30 to 40 points higher, which would have put me within the lines or even above the line. Like, if I'm talking 40 points higher, you know, that's above 80. Yeah. So that's a very good score to have. If you would ask me my enjoyment, I'd probably be sitting at a 14, 15, 16 range, you know, midpoint. But I just can't get over the disappointment. And I think about this film and, like, I can acknowledge the things it did well. Mostly visual cinematography, all that stuff. Some acting, not from Harry. But I am never going to recommend this movie because it's such a wet fart at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's what disgusting. I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm never going to rewatch it because it's a wet fart at the end. Yeah. Maybe rewatch like clip, but I'd probably not. No, you're not. And that just kills the enjoyment score, and it brings it all the way down to a seven for me. Like I can't recommend this movie. I can't rewatch it. Like, and it 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 hurt me. I almost want to give it lower, but it's like since the good stuff was so good, I'm not going to put it in the one through five, which by definition it might deserve to be in. Hmm. I, I landed at a seven, a disappointing seven. It it feels a lot like trying to recommend this to someone is like. Uh, a lot of the Game of Thrones talk to mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, everything's so good, but you're just, no matter what, you know you're going to be disappointed at the end. Okay. So I, I will never recommend this to anyone, despite all the good. Okay. Just because it's like, oh, it does all this good, and it's, you know, good vibes, all this. Oh, but by the way, it's a giant piece of shit ending. What about, you? Can, I don't think the Sopranos fall into that. I was going to ask you, but probably not Sopranos. Never seen the Sopranos, so I can tell you. But I stopped watching Game of Thrones because season eight well, came out. Well, that's because, well, Game of Thrones case, the whole last season was bad. In the Sopranos case, a lot of people just hated the the ending ending, like the last scene. Isn't it just like a gunshot? No, it's him eating at a diner with his family, and someone walks through the door. You don't even see him. You hear the bell, right? And he he looks up, and then it cuts to black, and that's it. And I guess when that happened— I thought you heard a gunshot. No, I don't think you hear anything because that's what the the speculation is. I could be wrong there, but I just remember my dad was telling me he thought, like, his his TV went out, his cable went out, and a bunch of people were outraged and— because it just end, like it ends like that, and I think the actual director came out years later, like within the last four years, and actually explained what it was meant to be. It was one of those like we want it to be open to interpretation, but if you're asking my interpretation, I think the theory is that Tony Soprano got shot, and that's why like the story with the show was always told through his eyes, so that's why it just went to black and there was nothing else. As soon as he died, the show's over. Pretty much, yeah. Um, 
bad bad podcast here. I'm playing it. <laughs> well, I'll just fill in. Hopefully, noise. we don't get a copyright. I strike don't think here. there's going to be a copyright strike. Um, for, um, we got 11 seconds. We see a woman running in. He's sitting at a diner. Don't stop a leap. Wow, that's a terrible ending. <laughs> no, that's so bad. That's so bad. Like it's literally just like. Yeah. But if you subscribe to the theory that he got shot, that kind of actually is a pretty sick ending. Did he get that's... shot right in the fucking brain? Maybe. Because, like, you get shot in the heart even. Like, you got a couple of seconds of, holy shit, I just got shot, I'm dead. <laughs> Fair. That's wild. I mean, now that is kind of, maybe we did get shot in the head, though. You're out like a light. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, but that's not that's different than this. That's different than this. I wouldn't not recommend The Sopranos because of that. But then again, I've never seen The Sopranos. I've only seen uh, Saints of Newark. Yeah, <laughs> not not great. <laughs> a lot of fun to talk about though. Did you enjoy this more than Saints of Newark, Ty? Um, that's a good question. I mostly said that to so you could actually give your score. I uh, well, I needed to look up my other score to see. I enjoyed this one point more than many Saints of Newark. I gave this a six. Okay, <laughs> uh, one point lower than you. It's I. I I enjoy so much of it, but the payoff just takes it all away. I can't recommend it. I don't ever want to watch it again because I just know what's coming. Yeah. Um, Maybe to just, like, try and understand it a little bit better, I'd watch it again. Just, like, why the fuck did they do all this to see if I missed anything that correlates? But See, but the reviews are all so collectively bad. It doesn't make me think that we did. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. But the people who like this movie or – the people who made the movie will defend it that way. Be like, oh, well, you're it's it's too smart for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, you're the problem. Yeah, man. It's 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 rough, but it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. What's your final score? Final score with the six enjoyment. I finished with a fifty-one out of a hundred. Not great. It's higher than me, buddy. I gave it a forty-five. No shit. Only one point higher than Pinocchio. I showed it a lot of love for the uh, cinematography um, and characters. That was a big difference was the characters. It was. but I, It looks good. I enjoyed the acting performances. Stories, dog shit. Executions, dog shit. Which yeah. led to me not enjoying this and not being dog shit. That is a 48 out of 100. That puts it number 129th. 29th. Right behind the Incredible Hulk, right in front of the Man in the Iron Mask. First ever forty-eight. Yeah, we get a lot of ties. This is uh, it's on its own. This is this is just such a disappointment, and I think our remarks last week fit very well. To where this is going to be remade, and they're going to try and do a twist on this or something, and fuck, mm-hmm. it may it may work out very well down the road. Maybe, man. For a person who's just, you know, I was inspired by this movie and what this movie could have been. Yeah. I can see someone creating something very, very, very good off of this. This itself, however, is not. It's it's a it's a giant it's a piece of fart. shit. It's the what is the Dwayne Johnson TikTok? It's the biggest piece of dog shit. <laughs> I think for our titling purposes, I'll just call it a wet fart. I don't know if you saw the title last week. I said Marcel the Shell with shoes on. A delicious snack of a movie, because that's what I said at one point. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm gonna start taking little little snippets, and I think a wet fart is a good mm. good way to describe this. It's a great way to describe it. I will say this movie, Jay. Um, big big little milestone for us. 150th review on the scale. Wow, didn't know that going into this. 150 films. 
It's a lot of fucking movies. Yeah, I mean, if every film's two hours, if we just average out to that, that's 300 hours. That's over 10 days of fucking movies we reviewed. Not to mention the one-hour podcast afterwards. It's yeah. another five days of podcasting about the 10 days of movies. Yeah. And I know we've watched some three-hour films out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, before you tell us what we got next week so I don't steal your thing, Random Rotten Tomato Review. This is a – my hint for you is that it is a – Shia LaBeouf movie, because he was obviously not in this, but he was supposed to be. Yep. Um, that's the only hint you get. I don't know why I was about to give you more. Uh, now, when I say movie name, I that is just a fill-in Thank for the you. name of the movie. I really needed that, because you <laughs> fucked me last week. Movie name is not part of the review, okay? Okay. Movie name can be an amusing couple of hours, even if it's hardly the event it ought to have been. This is from Ken Hankey. <sighs> Mountain Express, Asheville, North Carolina. And I will tell you, it is a fresh. I'll give you that much. Movie name, I almost said it, can be an amusing couple of hours, even if it's hardly the event it ought to have been. Now, event leads me to think like Transformers. Okay. Um, Transformers maybe was an amusing couple of hours, even if it wasn't the event it ought to be. You ever seen the Transformers movies? I've seen the Shia LaBeouf one. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. There's like three Shia LaBeouf ones. Really? Yeah. I thought he was done, like, by number two. I think he did three. Pretty sure it's three. Okay. I don't. I, Megan Fox is out after the first. That's what I'm thinking of. Megan Fox after out after the second one. She's in the second one? Yes. No. Yes, because the second one. be right. The second one has the scene of her on the motorcycle when I turned into a man. I think we've said this on the podcast before. That's, that's the first childhood crush was her from oh, those yeah. films, yeah. When she was cleaning the motorcycle? I'm telling you, that's I was, what, 12 years old? Had that's when I was like, that's when my puberty started. Like, mm. if there was a Kickstarter, yeah. it was that moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, I'm mostly, like, hung up on the Transformer films because I don't know what the fuck else he's been in. Would I throw you a softball with a Transformers film, though? I don't think so, but I know he was in that other movie, the, the, the Down South fucking Yeehaw Found His Buddy wrestling movie. Mm-hmm. Can you at least help me and give me the name of that? Peanut Butter Falcon. Thank you. Great film. Great film. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's an event film, though, so that doesn't work here. Um, I don't know why this is the other one that's coming back. Eagle Eye, another Shia LaBeouf mm-hmm. film. I think he's getting watched by someone. He keeps on, like, pay phones and shit, and they're, like, explaining what he has to do. Um, I actually look up the whole list of movies real quick, real, real quick while you do this. Shia LaBeouf's movies? Yeah. I just want a list in front of me. I don't really know what other films he's done. I'm, I can't say I'm familiar with his work. Malcolm in the Middle? Seeing that? He was in Malcolm in the Middle? I don't know. What's the one growing up? Steven? What? I don't know. I don't. He's in. He was in one of those, like, Even shows. Stevens. Yeah, even Stevens. I didn't know he was even the titular Steven. Yeah, he was. Louis Anthony Stevens. Mr. Stevens. Wow. Didn't know that. Look, I'm going to go Eagle Eye because I don't think you're giving me Transformers, and I don't know what the fuck else he's been in. You hit me with an actor who, like, I know his name. I don't know his body of work at all. You know this film. Maybe. And you I think you've seen this film. But you definitely know it. Okay. I should have done Surf's Up because I know you know Surf's Up. Oh, I fucking love Surf's Up. <laughs> it's not Surf's Up. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull Tie. Sure. You could I mean, I would have been here for hours before I That's remembered the, the fact. That's the Indiana Jones movie. No, I bet. With him. Sure. I would have been here for hours before I would have guessed that film. What do you know about that film, though, Ty? It's got Aliens. But the I'm, film itself, have you seen it? 
I, I saw it once when it came out, and I've completely forgotten about it. I could give two shits. Uh, I believe it has aliens. I believe Indiana Jones survives like a nuclear explosion in a, in a fridge. Yep. That's all I have. So I always told myself that this was like a dog shit movie. No, it is. I don't care what the score is. It's a seventy-eight percent. No, that's people certified fresh. That's people Glock glocking on Indiana Jones's cock. That's a bad movie. Seventy-eight. No, that's nostalgia. I guarantee we do that movie. It's lower than Don't Worry, Darling for the score. But audience is fifty-three. That's yeah. No, it's a bad film. That's one of those ones where the critics are like, "Oh, Indy, Indy's back," and it's all the old fucks who like grew up with that being the reason they become like became movie critics. Not a fucking chance in the world that's a good film. I don't care what the score First says. First Indiana Jones, 96. Great It wasn't film. even called Indiana Jones. It was called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Great film. Never seen them. I've, the only Indiana Jones I've seen is this one. No. Yeah. By far the worst. <laughs> 78% tie. Um, there was a review on here that made me laugh, but I don't remember. I'm not going to search through these. So, yeah, uh, wrong again. Did you pull up that Shia LaBeouf filmography? Yeah, I have it. Read me off some of those movies because I don't know what the fuck he's been in. Like, has he actually, like, got a big body of work? From newest to... Just rattle off some big name ones. Ones that we might know. How about Peanut Butter Falcon? Wonderful film. Honey Boy? Okay, yep. Film about, like, his life. There's also American Honey. Nope. No idea. Um, uh, is this the movie I think it is? Uh, Fury has Brad Pitt in it. It's a war film. Nope. Never would have... No um, idea. He's the titular Charlie Countryman. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, he is, uh, Transformers, yeah. Transformers, Eagle Eye, Indiana Jones, Transformers. Great poll on Eagle Eye for me, because that feels like a random one that I just thought of. Surf's Up. Love Surf's Up. Disturbia. Bobby. Yeah, so he's not in much. No. So in theory, you probably could have, uh, probably increased your chances. What's the, what's, this is another, like, meme kind of episode. The, uh, the Shack, I was not familiar with his work, his body of work. I was not. Oh, I was not familiar with his game. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I know what you're saying now. I was yeah. very confused at first. <laughs> um, don't worry, darling. Not on that filmography. And you know what? He's probably a little bit happy that it's not. Yeah. Because the movie was not great. Ty. Bad film. That's all I got for you. What do we got next week? Next week, Jason. This movie was not good. Next week. I wonder if there's scores for this film or not yet. Uh Let's just take a look here. Right now, we're sitting at a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I was going to tell you that earlier. I forgot. With 40 reviews, 8 out of 10 IMDb. That's fucking good. That's really good. That is the romantic comedy Bros, starring uh, Billy Eichner, Luke McFarlane. Um, It's the gay rom-com. Yep. It's going to be known as the gay Mm rom-com, because I think it's the only gay rom-com that I'm familiar with. Big, like a big... Yeah, like big budget, yeah. big box office appeal. Um, produced by Judd Apatow. Very promising. Very promising. Looks like it's got good scores. I'm looking forward to this movie. The commercials look good. I think it's going to be really funny. I think I'm going to have a fucking blast with it. Um, that's next week. And then after that, a movie that some of you may not be familiar with uh, because we just kind of... Mm, Ty, hold on. Pause. Guys who... You're going to like this director. Are you familiar with Nicholas Stroller's work? Uh, He has directed the likes of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Get Him to the Greek. I know you like Get Him to the Greek. Both of those movies, they're connected. Um, Same cinematic universe. Muppets. Never saw it. He was executive producer. He wasn't actually a director. He was the director of Neighbors and Neighbors 2. 
aren't great films, but they're enjoyable. They're they're fun. They're watches. hotel room movies for sure. Um, sex tape. That's an Cameron enjoyable Diaz film. And, I've never seen it. Um, he was executive producer on Super Pets, the one that just came out. Um, yeah, so he's just like a part of that Judd Apatow family tree, coaching yeah, tree. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so I'm I'm very optimistic. What were you saying though before I cut you off rudely? I'm excited for this film. Following week, Amsterdam. Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, very large cast, just not getting. No, like we watch. I watch football. There's a lot of commercials and shit. Like you would expect to see some commercials for this. There's nothing. Now, was this the open week we had? Did it end up filling in nicely? Didn't we have an open week after Bros? Um, we have an open week after Amsterdam. Okay, we'll figure it out. Which lines up with the Halloween Ends movie, Halloween Returns, Halloween the Final Chapter. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> it's the ending of the Halloween film uh, franchise until two years from now when they reboot it. reboot it with Halloween. Yes. Now, if you haven't, if you're not familiar with Billy Eichner, go watch Billy on the Street. He actually just released like a two minute clip of him with Paul Rudd telling people to go watch bros. It was fucking hilarious. And he tweeted that they were going to release another one today with Jack black. So I'm going to watch that once Riley gets home. Very excited. Billy Eichner's fucking hilarious. Billy on the street is so good. It's wonderful. Um, one of probably one of my like up there with like Nathan Fielder levels of comedy, like very different style, but also very fun. I like, I laughed so hard watching. Billy I would argue the there's not guy. like so hard. If you were to show an alien race, those two like forms of art, <laughs> <laughs> they would not consider them both to be the same thing, but they're both very much comedy. It's very much dry humor versus in your face. Loud and fucking man on the street, which man on the street can be really <laughs> cringe. Billy on the street, man on the street. Yeah. Um, it can be really cringe if you don't do it. Right. I love how he just took that style of comedy and just put his name on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is man in the street comedy. I'm, I'm the man, Billy, <laughs> Billy on the street. Um, I had one more thing to tell you before I, I was done, but I forgot. So I guess that's it. Oh, um, you spoke, you spoke about watching football. I just want to remind you as your friend, don't forget saints play in London this week. If you're no, going to watch, I, I got to set it early, early fucking. Clock. Are you going to do it? I am. Yeah, I am. Chargers played in London once I did it. They won. So it was good. But if they lose, it's a shit way to start a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a real shit way. I might go to bed at like five o'clock if that happens. Six thirty. Set your alarm. It's too early for football, but it's it's going to be primetime, so I don't have to illegally stream, which I would never do. <laughs> never. But it's going to be a lot easier to watch than it is to watch the other games. Yeah, it is. So I'm looking forward to that. Good luck. But it's going to be really easy to go watch Bros uh, in theaters. Go watch it. We're going to review it next week. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.